Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD. We are live in studio tonight. I have my sidekick here with me, Mary Baker. Hello. <laughs> and you just did a sidekick. I'm that trying. Remember when we used to do boxing? Yeah. Kickboxing? That was fun. Those were the days. Yeah. That <laughs> was when I was in shape. Oh, yeah. Don't even go there with me. I look me like right a now. polar bear today. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, and we also have Melissa Wallace, of course, who is always here with me every Tuesday and Saturday uh, doing the show. And I know that she and Kristen did the show last week. Mary and I were both at the town meeting oh, yeah. a week ago. And, uh, you know, it was a really good turnout. It was really nice to be at a town meeting and I everybody think, what, what they say one along. of the second largest yeah. attendances. I think it's because our WATD listeners were listening and we did a couple shows on it. Hey, I, I w- did a live interview. While I, was I was happy there. about it. It started <laughs> 20 minutes late because they were still ushering people yeah. in. There were so many people. It was great. Uh, so uh, the good news is, is we were able to get that little bit of an override that we needed for that $3.1 million in order to get the community center going in uh, Pembroke Center, which will be nice. I'm sure that they'll be starting. Very exciting. Yeah, the asbestos removal and all of that soon. So uh, that's exciting stuff for us here in Pembroke. Um, And Melissa and Kristen did the show last week. They did a great show, actually. It was really interesting. Um, What you need to think about, like, after the sale and things like that. Yeah, it was a good show. I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get to listen to it myself, well, but I got to go back. I got to go back and listen yeah. to our podcast. I was listening <laughs> I to I have them, no excuse. Yeah. I was listening to some of the things that they were saying. So uh, it was a really good topic. Um, but Melissa is um, sort of out of the uh, studio right this moment because you know what she's doing? Putting us live everywhere. Mm-hmm. She is connecting us to all of our uh, Connect pages uh, so you can watch us live. We are streaming live on Facebook. Hello. We're also li- streaming live on our YouTube page. So we're trying that too. So we'll see how that goes. You're the most techie girl. I was thinking that earlier. Mm. Um, you just like, you and Sue Bollinger actually yeah. mm-hmm. um, love technology. Me, I'm, you mm-hmm. know, 33 going on 70 <laughs> over here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I know. give me a pen and paper. We actually had a good um, office 
this little, you know, we do our roundtables in the office every Tuesday with the agents. And um, one of our new agents who just joined us, actually, I brought him in here this morning. We did our call-in with Rob this morning. And um, so I had two of them were in the office this morning when I was doing it. So we invited Emmy Flaherty, who is a full-time agent here. Uh, she joined us in the studio so she could hear what it's like. And mm. Aaron Wedby. So he's really, really techy, and he was teaching us some things as well. Yeah, I think it's he's going to have to do some one-on-one trainings with me if I'm ever going to get the hang of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I told him we could have a little side business there Go going. For it. So consulting. Absolutely. So um, thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, guess who what? Guess what? Guess what? We have George in studio. Hello, George. <laughs> Hello, Sharon. How are you doing? So I am doing any better. I'd be on vacation, George. Oh, I haven't Especially heard you say that in a real long time. I know today's weather. Well, you know what? I said yesterday, rainy days and Mondays always get me down. But then I realized uh, rainy days and Tuesdays get me down. Rainy days and Wednesdays get me down. I ha- definitely have that seasonal disorder thing. It's so on the I- same. I was actually up pretty early this morning, and I walked outside, but it was so warm and foggy, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. It's spooky season. It's October. It wasn't chilly. It wasn't raining. It was just foggy and... Mm. Love me in October morning like that. Absolutely. So tonight, like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'd rather <laughs> get get, get yeah. me back to July. <laughs> I know. Please get me back on the boat. But anyways, we'll have that season next year. Uh, but one of the things I did want to discuss, I'm going to talk about it now. I'm going to talk about it later. Uh, I want to promote this. We are having a Halloween dog trot costume parade contest. I'm super super excited about it. It's coming up this Saturday from at our office, which is 19 Mattachusett Street. We are directly across the street from um, Stop and Shop in Pembroke Center, and it's in Pembroke Center. It's not North Pembroke, so it's the one right in Pembroke Center. There's a CVS there where the um, Shepherd's Funeral Home used to be next door to us. So 12 to 2, 12, 15 to 1, we're having the dog parade. We're having some great costumes. We have um, the deputy chief, deputy chief, um, Wendy LaPierre Mm -hmm. uh, from the Pembroke Fire Department. And we have Chief Rick McDonald, uh, who is stepping in for deputy chief, Jim Shea. So we have department, right? Yeah, we have the big guns coming up for sure, and that's like (laughs) no pun intended. So uh, they They won't be in uniform. Yeah, and and um, guest of honor Audrey, Audrey Costa, and my mom will be here as a judge as well. So we're going to have lots of different vendors that are going to be here with bowls of candy and treats and things. So if you want to come down with your kids, because Halloween falls on a Monday, and I know it's a little, you know, sometimes that's difficult to do with school and everything. But if you have the little ones and they want to go trick-or-treating uh, we'll have candy and treats and things like that here uh, we'll have lots of dogs um, if you want to register your dog please go to bostonconnect.com mm-hmm. under events you'll see the halloween dog trot you just click on it it will bring you to the liability waiver that we have to legally have you sign that basically says that your dog is vaccinated and has all their rabies shots and they're registered blah 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 and um so here you ready for the prizes Mel, have you heard about all the prizes? I did. I promoted them today. All right. Then you want to tell everybody because I need a sip of my drink. <laughs> um, sure. So we are going to be doing, so first, second, and third for our dog trot, but we also have raffles um, that we're giving away and we're just giving up, bringing up my list right now. So we have um, for first place for our dog trot, it's a six month subscription to BarkBox. Second and third place have these beautiful baskets put together um, that were donated to, one of them was donated um, um, to us from one of our vendors and then the other one we are actually putting together as you know agents mm-hmm. putting putting it together and having some fun we're actually going to go shopping tomorrow for that good. stuff so yeah. it'll be good that's great melissa's good at picking out dog toys mm-hmm. 
just saying. I'm just saying. Dexter does have a lot of them. Um, and then I'm just bringing it up from Julia. See some um, We for our raffles, we have a $500 gift card to uh, I think Petco is it Petco or Petco? Petco, Petco. I think. Yeah. Um, but that $500 one. That's going to be an easy one because it isn't even going to cost you a penny to join that raffle. All you have to do is give a testimonial to either to one of our Boston Connect agents. If you've never worked directly with one of our agents, it can be any one of the agents. The agent doesn't have to be here at the time, but any one of the agents you have worked with. And I was at the clerk's office today getting my registration for my little Marley, Marley uh, Bella. Um, I had to get her license renewed. And... Um, you could have, like, she's like, oh, well, I bought a house with Ginny three years ago. Can I still join? Yes. Anytime that you had have a sale and you wanted to give a testimonial, give a testimonial to one of our agents or one of Boston Connect directly, and you'll get a raffle ticket nice. to win a $500 gift card. And that wow. card is, be- yeah, $500. And that's being donated to us by Styles and Associates. Wow. Yeah, Styles. Yeah, Styles Law. Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. Styles Law. And then we have another raffle, and that is for a gift basket for dog-related treats and toys as well. And all proceeds from that raffle goes to Buddy and Friends Rescue, Emmy Flaherty, who was on our show two days into the company yeah. and was on the promotion this morning, um, works with them and um, wanted to, you know raise awareness for for them. And Mm -hmm. then the third is another gift basket with dog-related treats and toys, proceeds going to the Animal Protection Center of Southeastern Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is being um, sort of held up by people Pete Frickheisen, who has been yeah. on our um, mm-hmm. been on our show several yeah. times, so and he is uh, cross country mortgage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not to fail to mention, the six month bark box is being donated by Jasmine and her team over at Maritime Mortgage. Yep, absolutely. So we're very very lucky that we have such great vendors. We have um, so many dog lovers. I know it's awesome. And one of the things that's what I said to someone the other day. I was like, this is almost like unicorns and lollipops, except for it's puppies and dogs and like candy. So it's going to be fun. Fun, fun, fun. Puppies and We're going to have perfect weather for it. Um, Millie, the 1936 pickup truck is going to be here decorated. So if you want to take pictures with Millie, you can certainly do that. We have some books that go along with that little blue truck. Uh, one of the other things we added last minute, and we talked about it earlier, I had uh, Emmy talk about it, was um, there is a dog that is, I think, currently being fostered by somebody, and it was an English bulldog, three years old. His name is Dozer, I think, mm-hmm. right? And unfortunately, it's a lot when you have a dog. I have an English bulldog, and you have to maintain their health. It's it's a lot of work, and sometimes you just don't have the resources to do that. Unfortunately, Dozer uh, was his his family wasn't able to take care of him, and his um, toenails grew into his paws. Ouch and his ears got severely infected to the point where he is deaf and um, he needs an operation and it's several thousand dollars. So I'm going to do a raffle for that and that's going to be a direct donation from us um, Mm -hmm. here from Boston Connect Real Estate or maybe we just make it from Talk Real Estate Roundtable. That's what we'll do. And um, I'm going to get a Yeti dog bowl and a matching Yeti uh, cup for the owner so they can match with their dog. (laughs) And all the raffles uh, for that will go towards Dozer's uh, operation. Oh, yeah, that's cute. 
I saw that they have like bracelets and stuff for him to yeah. raise money. So I actually saw the person who um, I think has Dozer right now and is sort of organizing all of that. Um, she promoted our um, dog event on Pembroke Connect. So oh, nice. and and associated that with Dozer. So um, come on by. We have am tons I of stuff be, to do. Am I going to fall in love with Dozer and take Dozer home with me? Do you think Gracie's going to like? If fall there's in any love? adoptable dogs, I'm going home with one. That's that's. You should take facts. Dozer. Mm. Facts. I'm thinking Dozer is going to be really, really cute. The poor thing. I haven't seen him. The poor thing. I mean, he's an English bulldog. I mean, how? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, oh, Gracie's going to fall in love. Gracie's going to be like, how do you feel about old ladies? <laughs> I don't know. Gracie didn't didn't love Boo, so oh, no, Boo was Boo, Boo was pretty big. Yeah, so. I know. So we are hoping that you can join us. If you have any questions about our event that we're having, again, it's this Saturday at our office, uh, on 19 Madikesa Street in Pembroke. We're right in Pembroke Center. We'd love for you to register. Um, if you don't have the opportunity to do that, we will have registration here. Uh, but we do prefer that you do it beforehand, um, so we know that everybody has taken care of that. Yeah, and you can also go to our Facebook page Boston Connect Real Estate and um, right at the top it's pinned right at the top is our event so go to our event and mm-hmm. you can find all of the information there too because there is a waiver okay yes um, so we want to make sure that we get that all situated and um, you know the bigger you get more chances to win things yeah absolutely can you imagine winning a $500 gift card just because you said great things about one of our agents like it's so easy to do I was gonna say that's like, e- yeah that's e- <laughs> that was easy where's that the was, easy button that's an easy button one yeah so we're excited about it and um we're gonna do our own uh for the, all the Boston Connect agents uh, we're gonna have our own parade because we don't want yeah. the judges to be swayed by like you know oh, their relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Boston Connect will go first mm-hmm. and sort of get our doggies out of the way. And I say ours. I don't have one, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, you guys you have can a dog prance. Few. You can yeah, I have a dog few. Uh, not a nephew. He's a dog few. Mm-hmm. Um, you can prance your dogs around, and um, hopefully, all of our agents are bringing their doggies as well. Awesome. All right, so tonight's topic, um, I just thought that this was going to be sort of an interesting one, and it would probably come in segments that we could do this show. And um, as you know, on our team, it's what the way that we've been sort of um, promoting our team with Evis on it as well is, you know, being available for all your next home chapters because we're in one of your chapters right now or we're in a relationship where we can fully understand where you are or where you've been, you know, in in that thing. And it's, you know, several people in the past couple of few weeks in particular um, have been reaching out to me with, you know, either parents who have recently deceased and they have to consider what they're going to do with the home or their parents are now in a nursing facility or assisted living type facility and they have to decide what to do with the home. I'm not going to talk tonight about any of the legal things that like I might mention some of them or we may mention some of them, but those are like full length shows. Yeah. And that we would need an attorney for. Exactly. Or or a CPA. (laughs) Exactly. And especially when it comes to, you know, estate planning, we've had Ben Cody on with us before from Styles Law and he's wonderful at explaining all of that when it does come to, you know, the best estate planning that you need to do again everybody hears oh you want to make sure that you sell the parents home or take it put it in a um trust. Irrevo- yeah. irrevocable trust because the nursing homes and uh assisted living facilities are doing a five-year look back 
I don't I don't know enough about that to be like, oh yeah, that's what you should do. I, I know enough about it to say you should talk to this person. <laughs> yeah, I know enough to say that you can't you shouldn't be handling it on your own. You need exactly some type of, of advice. Yes, exactly. So um you want us who wants to start on this whole conversation? But if you have questions for us regarding this topic or any other real estate topic, feel free to give us a buzz. George will get you over to us. 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. We would love to hear from you tonight. Again, it doesn't even have to be about this topic, but let's talk real estate. Right. I would say that the most important thing to do even before like selling your parents' home is to actually have the conversation with them when they're mm-hmm. sort of in sound mind. Yeah. You know, no, wanting you want to know what their um, sort of personal, uh, not opinions, but what, what wishes, wishes are wishes, wishes yeah. are for you know what happens when mm-hmm. when you know old age creeps up and stuff. And I only say that because last week I um, actually attended a meeting with Susan Solis. She's a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And um, she lives in the town of Norwell and she was invited by the Norwell um, Council on Aging to be a part of a focus group um, Mm -hmm. led by UMass Boston, um, sort of evaluating the issues that that come up when you are aging and what happens when you can no longer take care of yourself what if you don't have children or family that can sort of sell your home or you know what are the resources that the town is offering for those who have reached a certain age um so it was interesting. I, I really went there just to support Susan, but then I ended up being a part of the yeah. conversation and was talking about the um, the radio show and sort of invited everybody to come on here because just listening to what you have said about your parents both living mm-hmm. in Pembroke and have reached a certain age, mm-hmm. um, you know, what are the resources that the town is giving to them, whether mm-hmm. they're a veteran or they're just, you know, over the age of 55 or 65 or whatever. It's important. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's important because not everybody can have that conversation or has somebody to have a conversation with, Mm with, you know, what do I do when I sort of have aged out of my house? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the the biggest thing is to actually have the conversation when Mm-hmm. Everybody is sort of ready. And, no one, and honestly, most most people are never ready for the conversation, mm-hmm. but it's a conversation that you have to have. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the conversations that we've had, and we've had radio shows on the past, and maybe we have to recap that too, is, and I am going to be bringing back uh, Financially Secure Women. That is an event that I used to do with um, Alyssa McNamara, Reed uh, from McNamara Financial, and McNamara Financial, I mean, uh, McNamara on money. Uh, Their talk show is on WATD as well. Uh, We did this function where it was financially secure women and we would have easily 85 to 100 people in the room and we used to do it at Ember, right? And, you know, it was four women that were put in a position where they suddenly found themselves in these predicaments where they weren't really prepared for their financial future. So I will be revamping that and coming to you in 2023. But it's so important that it's it's really, it's one of those things that's like really sort of, um, I don't even want to say melting my heart, but I feel it's just this so, it's so prevalent right now. And I'm seeing so much of it that unfortunately, the way that the real estate market has gone, a lot of people weren't able to leave their house. They couldn't, they can't leave. There's nowhere for them to go, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so a lot of people have opted to age in place and now they're in these homes 
and maintaining them has taken up it was a burden and that's what I was going to start to say too is why this planning beforehand as Mel was saying is so important is because you want to leave a legacy not a burden yeah right so having everything in place is really really important the best advice I can give to anybody is please call Ben Cody at Styles Law and start your process of having a will. Mm-hmm. Period. Amen. Because without a will, that's when we get into issues and that's when we have problems and it has to go through probate and it has to go through all these other long processes that could have been avoided and a lot of family fights. Just putting it out there. 100%. It happens. And, you know, you just do your family that favor. (laughs) Give them that love to have um, that, you know, that will in place. And, too, I think that they might give a little bit of a discount if they say they're from Boston Connect Real Estate. And if not, they will know. I was going to say. I was going (laughs) to say. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. (laughs) Mark Styles is going to kill me. But um, I just really do think it's important. And no matter what your age is, you should certainly be doing that. But certainly if you are upper in age and feel as if it could happen, and believe me, it can happen at any time, uh, you want to have that in place. You want to make sure. I think the most important thing um, to your both of your points is that you want to make sure that your wishes are being carried out the way that you would want them to and you don't want so I come from a family of eight I'm the youngest of that family I know for a fact when certain things happen in our life Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different personalities that have to be consulted and there are a lot of like you said fights that can Mm -hmm. ensue um and it's not it's not fighting but everybody has an opinion right Mm -hmm. so and it's just natural so if there's the will is in place and it's clearly outlined as to what the steps to be followed are who's who's it responsible for what then there's no reason to for arguments to happen and wouldn't it be much better to make the decision yourself versus yeah. having um you know the state determine where you know all your assets are going to be going i would say yes so uh, that was a very good point. Thanks for bringing that up first. Yeah. Okay. Um, so generally speaking, if you already have the will in place and everything is all done, you have a personal representative is the person that's going, it used to be executor, executress or something, uh, but it's personal representative. They're the ones that are making the decisions. Now, um, in this process, your fiduciary responsibility as that personal representative is to get the most amount of money for that property. So when you are out there and you're starting this process, usually the person that's chosen is the person that has the most sense in that financial capability. Don't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and, or, I mean, it it could be, it doesn't, I, I think, well, there's a misconception that it goes to like next of kin or it automatically has to go to next of kin. You can appoint anybody to be your personal yep. representative. You can appoint somebody who, you know, your log, your CPA cousin that you haven't spoken to in 20 years. Just because they are the executive or the personal representative doesn't necessarily mean that they have a stake in the estate. They're mm-hmm. just somebody that was appointed to um, mm-hmm. carry out your wishes. Yes, absolutely. And too, sometimes not having a person that's like a direct, you know, sibling or something like that. Or, or who's an emotionally yeah. potentially attached to it. Exactly. A lot of times I, I found this out through Ben Cody when he came here um, actually to give us a a talking to. Uh-huh. <laughs> or to encourage every all of us to kind of get our wills in order and so on. Um, he had said, you know, sometimes you don't even tell who you are necessarily appointing when mm-hmm. you're um, alive. Yeah, when you're alive. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah. You can just kind of choose who you want. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's just uh, get into it a little bit here with the steps. First thing is, you know, you have a parent who has deceased and you know the next steps, you know, you've got, you know, the whole will thing and you know that you have the license to sell if whatever. At a certain point, you don't even need the license to sell if it's already in the will that that the person's going to be able to sell it for you. But anyways. If you have the will, you'd be contacting the attorney that wrote the will for you and saying, okay, what are my next steps? What Making sure that you have all the documentation that you need. Exactly. Um, Um, So what would you say the next steps are? So somebody comes to us and they knock on our door and say, hey, Mary, uh, I really want uh, your team to help us with this process. What are the next steps? What are some of the suggestions you're going to give to them so if they have a will it's relatively easy if we know that they have the right to to sell mm-hmm. um you know we would be advising them same way we would advise any other client mm-hmm. um you know what is the fair market value of the house you know what is the sta- state of the house um how can you what are the best contacts to be reaching out from a potential estate sale standpoint like do you need to be clearing out the house do you have family that's going to be coming and taking certain things Um, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times in an older home you have antiques. So should you be going to an antique dealer? Should it, should it be an estate sale? Should it be consignment? What's the easiest and, um, most effective way for that person's personal position? Mm -hmm. Um, same thing, title five, what does the status of the title five look like? Mm -hmm. If they didn't have a will, then we would be encouraging that they go to um, an estate attorney to start filing for probate. Mm-hmm. So we're going to stay on path that they do. They do have a will. Yep. I would also say that everybody who is going to be a decision maker in this sale needs to be a part of the process all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so a good point. it. I mean, it's smart to have a couple people come in and give you an analysis. And but if there's um, you know, more than one person who ultimately has to make the decision of who they choose and what price they put it on for, um, everybody needs to be a part of those conversations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And understanding, and I would say that that would be like your next step is your next step. Yeah. Your next step in that process, once you know that you are able to is, you know, then, you know, you're calling a real estate agent. Um, for the most part, this demographic is some, you know, I'm I'm referred to a lot of people in this demographic, Mm -hmm. uh, based on, you know, different things. You know, my brother-in-law obviously refers me people with his clients and things like that. And, um, once you have that real estate agent in place, that agent will then go to the house. You want to make sure, you know, I think the benefit of having an agent who has a lot of resources and a lot of referral network is really, really, really important because in some instances, you're maybe you're living close by, maybe you're not, you know, Mm -hmm. so you just want somebody who has those resources and somebody who's willing to take those extra steps for you to make sure that everything is being done when it comes time for clean out and things like that. Absolutely. And it could be, and and not even that you're potentially living out of state, but it could be that you just have three kids that are going to college and it it just sometimes these things happen unexpectedly no matter how prepared you are and it is emotional and it does take time to get the property as ready as it can be for sale so i totally agree with that 
I just keep thinking in my head, like, too many cooks in the kitchen type of thing. Like, today, literally, we're Why do you think I brought hooking. up the eight siblings? Mm-hmm. Today, <laughs> today, we were literally trying to heat up soup, and I took a step back out of the room because there was three people in it. So I'm like, there's too many people in this, this little kitchen. Like, too mm-hmm. many cooks in the kitchen. When there's multiple people and multiple personalities and multiple sort of not in a negative way but motivation to sell Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it can get dicey because let's face it money makes people yeah go a little and it does and you know there's always there's the one person or a couple people that need the money more so than other people in every situation that i've ever had and there's been multiple siblings one potentially needs the money more than the other one um but that's important to bring that person into the conversation so they fully understand what is going on and again when you are the you know the executor or the what is it personal Representative. representative You know, you make those decisions, but when somebody calls me, I will always say, do you prefer me to have conversations with just you? And then you will relay this information onto the other people that, and a lot of times, even though the personal representative is the one that can make the decisions, every single one of them, there, in most situations, I would say that I have dealt with, that personal representative is being... Um, cordial to the other people that are part of that estate yeah. and, and, and including them in the decision-making process. I agree. For the most part. Mm-hmm. But there are times when they're like the executor or the personal representative is like, nope, this is the way it's going to be. That's how it is. Yeah. And you sort of have to live with it because that's what mom or dad wanted. So that's what you end up with. But once you, um, you know get to the point where you're ready to do the value of the house and do all of that information, I do think it's important to make sure that everybody sort of is on the same page. I agree. You know? Okay. Um, So then a lot of times when you're going through the houses, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so if you're going on to next step, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming we're going to say we're going to talk to somebody about what the full state of the estate looks like. Mm -hmm. So. Um, what is the estate, if you're a PR, what does the estate itself um, consist of? Mm-hmm. So that's usually pro- property value that was owned by the deceased, mm-hmm. the um, per- the actual physical property, mm-hmm. um, and any bank accounts. I mean, we have nothing to do with the bank accounts, but you're looking at the full estate, and then you should be being advised by a CPA on what the tax implications mm-hmm. and inheritance up. Um, taxes could potentially look like. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's a huge hit that I don't think a lot of people oh. they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's in the will, so, mm-hmm. you know, next steps are, you know, Johnny gets all of mom's belongings and maybe that is maybe that is the case. Well, there are capital gains that go yeah. along with this, so a lot of times mom and dad's home is usually paid off in full. That's one thing that you have to look at, too, is is there a mortgage on this property? Is there a line of credit? Is there a reverse mortgage on this property? Is there a home equity line of credit or home whatever? Is it, Are there any other things on there that have to be paid off first? And then you know, a lot of times, if a lot of times these houses have already been paid off, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then you have to think about capital gains. So um, I know I had a recent conversation with Emmanuel about this uh, for a client, and I just texted him in my conversation, and I just said, hey, for an estate, because I don't know that I ever asked this question, for capital gains, is it based on $250,000 for a married person, like for a single person, or $500,000 
for a married person because both are deceased at that time. And he goes, I know you're not going to like this answer. It depends. It, it depends. <laughs> such, such an attorney answer. Yeah, it's it actually is. my favorite answer these days too. Though. Exactly. We have a question okay. on Facebook. Karen Monroe has a question. Hello, Karen Monroe. I had an awesome weekend with Karen. And again, oh yeah, we forgot to mention real quick. Um, thank you to Karen and Kim and to everybody else who supported us for the Out of the Darkness walk that uh, our team did on Saturday. Uh, my daughter Mackenzie works at Salve Regina and she brought Out of the Darkness walk through the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And she brought them to Salve for their first uh, annual uh, walk there. They had a goal of $50,000 and they raised over $59,000. So. Yay. Awesome. Karen walked with us. It was a good day. Mm-hmm. It was a good day. Um, she has a question. If the house needs to be uh, fixed or has repairs, who pays the estate? Or what What would your suggestion be? Who would? Who else would pay for it? So in that, in that uh, scenario, I would say, and again, we, we don't know enough about everything, but I would say the estate is essentially paying for any necessary repairs, but then it would potentially be being deducted from the value, I would assume. I would say, well, I, I'm, I wish that she could call in. Karen, if you're available, call into the studio and George will pipe you over 781-837-4900 because I have a couple follow-up questions to that question. So <laughs> I is, have a question to your question. I have a question to your question. There is, might be things that you don't even, like why even bother? Just exactly, sell, it mm-hmm. sell it well, as so, is. Sell it as is. In my scenario, If you're going to fight thinking, over who's going to pay for things, yeah. like just sell it as is. But there could be, so down in the South Shore, we have septic systems. So mm-hmm. that might be something that you would be looking at repairing prior to selling. Mm-hmm. You could sell it as is and you could potentially hope for a cash buyer or somebody who could do an escrow holdback, but your best bet and this is what the estate would want, I would assume, mm-hmm. to get the most amount of money or most value is to have a new septic system put mm-hmm. in. So who's paying for that potentially? We have different so I know we can go down the rabbit hole in this Depends. and I was going to say we can go down the rabbit hole and say that there's a bunch of different ways that we can make that work for mm-hmm. each scenario. Um, and it depends on your scenario, but in general, say that you're not allowed and the estate has to pay for it, I would say if if there's funds from the estate that are able to pay for the installation mm-hmm. of a new septic system, they would do that, but then also deduct that from the overall value of what they had to... The total estate The is. total estate, because they had to pay money into it. Mm-hmm. That That's what I would say, too. And I, I don't know if Karen was going that route, too, if that's what her thought was. But I was on the same path as you, Mel, saying in a wow. lot of instances, people would think, oh, I, you know, you know, my parents didn't do anything. And you know what I loved about that generation, by the way? So we're talking about our um, older boomer generation. They, If it wasn't broken, they didn't fix it. Like, that's just the way it was, you know what I mean? So cosmetically, generally, these homes need a complete overhaul, you know, um, for most people to, you know, I don't even want to say deal with it, but to like it or to love it or whatever. Um, But if it wasn't actually broken, then it wasn't fixed. So, um, or it wasn't changed out. But if something comes up that's small, I just say, well, if you're going to fix this, and buyers are looking for what's wrong, not for what's right. If you fix this over here, I'm going to see this over there. Yeah. So why bother? I just say, we have priced the house according to the condition it's in. Thank you for noticing that the windows are all old. (laughs) (laughs) We noticed that too. And that's why the house is priced at this amount and not not that amount. (laughs) So, um, 
Um, so I have a question for say that the the parents are deceased, kids are selling the house. Would you suggest it be sold empty or have their belongings in there, even though somebody's not living there? One, two, three, go. It depends. It depends. Yeah. It depends. Well, so most often, I think, so in Sharon's scenario, she's saying the house needs to be updated, soup to nuts, kind of completely redone. We're fans of ha- not having vacant houses, but in general, if you're trying to um, show buyers the potential in a property, sometimes older furniture or a lot of clutter can be very distracting. So in that scenario, it's best to... Um, remove as much as you can mm-hmm. and show more of a vacant house, more of an empty house, so that people can see the potential and space that's being offered. I second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and I do think it, it actually comes down to a lot of things, and we did a show before when it comes to all the senses, right? You're using all your senses when you are a buyer and you're going into a house, so there's going to be the sight, the visual aspect of this when they're, you know, and that's the thing, too. There people will probably come through my house and say, I have too many trinkets. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, but when you go into, sometimes you go into older people's homes, um, it's, you know, they have a lot of trinkets and they were things that were meaningful to them, but there's sometimes a lot of them. And maybe there's the furniture is older. Again, if it wasn't broken, why did you fix it? It works. You know, it's a recliner, you know? Um, but a lot of times that, dates the house even more than the house is itself. Mm -hmm. So I prefer to try to get everything out. It's going to have to get out anyways. This is in a situation where, you know, you're moving and taking the furniture to your next house. Absolutely. That's a good point. You know, the person is deceased. So the first suggestion that we would say is bring in all your family members, let everybody decide what they want. And don't maybe have a free-for-all for it, but maybe you bring in the first level of, you know, <laughs> children and say, okay, what would you like? Then bring in the grandkids and then the great-grandkids and give everybody a different color sticky note or a different color piece of tape and let them decide what they're going to take. My suggestion is you're here now. You're taking it now. Yep. Right? Don't. I'm coming back for it. Never works. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking it. Let everybody have what they want for their memories. I, I remember one of the things I really, really wanted when Mark's mom passed was um, she had an old round Tupperware um, bowl. It, honestly, the thing has to be 70 years old. It The cover doesn't even really stick on it anymore. But I remember Mark always telling me the story about... You know, his mom made cookies in the morning, you know, always made fresh cookies, homemade cookies. And he always remembers, like, him taking the cookies out of that thing. So that's why I wanted it. Um, zero value, but it had a memory to me that I, I thought was sweet. So I wanted it. So I would say that you do that. Mm-hmm. And then you can always get to... Um, like a Lynn Bayer, buyer, I always want to say Bayer, but it's buyer. A Lynn, a Lynn Bayer is a new full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect as well. She just joined us uh, this month as well. She is into, you know, decluttering and helping people organize and doing things like that. So she knows a lot of different organizations like the Veterans Department, you know, Veterans um Consumer Affairs, whatever, not Consumer Affairs, Veterans <laughs> Department that will take furniture. Yep. Um, a lot of places won't take furniture dur- because of COVID for some reason, which is weird because you can't catch a you can't catch COVID on furniture. But yeah, interesting. And they don't take the beds, probably for bed bugs and stuff. I don't know. I wonder if it's going into people's houses still. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But that would be another level of you know bringing somebody in and doing all of those processes. You were talking about like the Title Five, and that gets into all the like 
minutia of what it takes to sell a house. Do you have another question? Um, so she has a follow-up. If the roof is leaking due to a storm, it should be fixed to avoid more damage while waiting to sell. So like stuff like that. Oh, okay. So things like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if it's, yeah, if there's a hole in the roof, I certainly would think that a patch or something on it. So you're not getting more damage. If it's like the water heater is leaking, I would say probably change it out. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to end up with a bigger problem. Um, I know, here's a good example, Karen, for you. Um, We have a new listing that's going to be coming on next week that we're very excited about. Um, It is on Furnace Pond. Um, So if you are looking to live on that pond and you have to be on that pond and you are excited about it, um, this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful listing that we we have. We have the listing contract signed. Um, It's 77 Furnace Lane in Pembroke, and it's, it's right at the end of the street. We were there one time. I think we went in there with some agents and we were just looking around and trying to come up with price and everything. And um, we noticed that the sump pump kept on kicking on every three minutes. So I got in touch with the personal representative and she doesn't live locally. But I just said, you know, I just wanted to bring this to your attention. And the reason why is because if this pump is continuing to go every three minutes, it is eventually going to burn out. So the water was coming out, it was clogged, it was just seeping back in, going into the sump pump. It was just rotating itself over and over again. If that pump ever um, failed or uh, burned out, like they would have ended up with water in the basement. Then that's the other thing. A lot of times these homes are vacant. So find an agent who is willing to check on it. it. So that's where going local is probably a good idea, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody who's able to... Not that we're property managers by any any yeah. instance, but um, just be able to keep an eye on it, know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mind peep, uh, yeah. not peeping in. Yeah, peeking so, in. So peeking we, in, not peeping. I hate that word. Yeah, in that situation, though, um, I feel like I'm talking to Karen, like she's sitting here with us. Yeah. Um, but in that situation, I brought it to her attention, and I said, you know, my husband's a plumber. He said that he could snake it out, and he's happy to do so if you want him to do that. And she said, yes, please take care of that. So Mark went down there. He snaked it out. What he got out of that pipe was absolutely amazing with four swipes, like all mm. roots and things like that. So now it's flowing and everything's all taken care of. So yes, we didn't want, Karen, we never want a bigger situation to arise from the situation that we already have. Yep. So yes, things like that should be taken care of. You both just looked at me like I was the one who was talking. Um, we you just were the have, representative for Karen Monroe. Yeah, I'm I'm the representative, Karen. Um, yeah, we just have five more minutes left. So what last final thoughts before we sort of wrap up and promote maybe the dog parade again? Yeah, I was going to say it's an intimidating topic. It's a scary topic, but it's a very real reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and no amount of prep. Um, there's no much. There's no amount of too much preparation that you can do mm-hmm. in order to prepare yourself for yeah. what's and I, down the road. I do think is, you know, is finding somebody, you know, whoever your agent is, somebody that you trust, somebody that you know is going to have. You, you need, As an agent, you need to go above and beyond in these situations and to have that mindset. And I know I will give an example. Sunday, you know, the, the women that own this house now, there's no way that they could be carrying items down like furniture and bureaus and um, sofas and 
physically cannot be done. I'm sure that there are a lot of companies out there that do it, but they do charge a lot. So I looked at Mark on Sunday morning. We were sitting there having a cup of coffee. And I said, hey, how do you feel about going over to Furnace Lane with me and let's help them, you know, take all the furniture out? Um, And again, this is a really good connection. Like they were referred to me from somebody that we have worked for in the past. And I truly love and adore this family. Um, And it's funny because through this process, I've been thinking about her mom um, through that process too. So in the gift that we had given her anyways, it's a long story. people. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, we went over there. We did all that, you know, not, not for a fee, not for anything. It's just for caring and being there. And what I've said to them is, The most important part of selling your parents' home after they have passed away is to always remember them. Always. Remember those little trinkets. Take the time to go through the pictures. Remember those, just the memories of them. You need to still mourn them through this process. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to do that. Leave the real estate to the real estate experts. That's my final thought. Mary, final thought? All right, I gave mine. Oh, you did? I did. First. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, as emotional as it can be, um, especially if it has just happened and whatever, whatever the situation may be, try to, you know, be emotional about it, but let the people who are not emotional about it sort of help mm-hmm. you get through it. So that's your real estate agent. That's your attorney. Those are the you know people that are going to get you through um, to the finish line. And to think about timing of everything. And I, you just mentioned that. So I'm skipping back in. The timing of all of this is, is important as well. So if you're not ready to do it right away and you feel as if you need time, then you should do that. But you should also think about especially if it's now we're getting into the winter months so you're going to have to have the heat on you're going to have to maintain the house you're still paying taxes you're still doing those types of things Uh, so sometimes it's better to just get it all tidied up and sort of um, move on to that next chapter with those memories okay do you want to do the honors of uh, discussing our Halloween event yeah just um, also with our dog trot parade costume contest every every word <laughs> um, we are we also doing a, our jack-o'-lantern contest oh, so yes. every year we do a jack-o'-lantern contest so please submit your jack-o'-lantern pictures to administration at bostonconnect.com or you can send your picture to your Boston Connect real estate agent and they will get it on over to me um, because at our dog trot on Saturday from 12 to 2 here at our office, 19 Mattachusett Street in Pembroke, we are going to have those pictures out and people can vote. So um, in the past, we've done a trick-or-treating event. Um, the past two years, because of COVID, we've had all, all of our voting online, but we're back in person with our voting. So um, we'll have all the pictures ready to go on Saturday. So everybody who comes to our parade will vote for their favorite pump uh, for their favorite favorite pumpkin so we have two categories adults and children so be sure to um know and what are our gifts for that it's 50 dollars gift card um so it's a american express or visa gift card uh-huh. so every year we do two um two of those so awesome top two We're gets 50 dollars. money all yeah. out <laughs> yep, if you want money come on by yeah so don't forget that will be saturday from 12 to 2 at our office at 19 madakisa street which is right in pembroke center i believe we'll still be doing our show from 10 to 11 so uh we'll be uh promoting it again. George, thank you so much for a great evening and to all of our WATD listeners. If you need a consultation uh, regarding your home, 781-826-8000 or you can go to bostonconnect.com and we would be happy to help you. 
Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody.